The Gospel reading tonight is from Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. The word of the Lord. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that there is one simple truth? Do you believe that there is one simple truth and on discovering it and embodying it, you can live happily and live a fulfilled life? Friends, do you believe that there is one simple truth that not only when you've learned it and embodied it, will it give you a happy and fulfilling life, but give you both a passionate and a profoundly peaceful life as well. Do you believe that there is one simple truth like that, friends? I don't either. <laughs> the text we have today is kind of remarkable. It's remarkable for a number of reasons. Um, one, um, Jesus and the scribe are being nice to each other. And truly, honestly, that happens nowhere else, ever. And see, in Mark, Jesus has this campaign to overthrow the religious authorities. And shortly after this, he um, throws them all out of the temple and uh, begins teaching himself. So he really is um, trying to overthrow this governmental system. And uh, he sees these religious leaders, well, they are, they are the gatekeepers, and they know what he's up to. And so in Mark, you have these series of challenges where these religious leaders come up to Jesus, and they try to trick him and ask him questions, and Jesus says clever things, and they, like, walk away. What can they do? And this is uh, unique in that this is the final one where Jesus at the end just drops the mic and walks off the stage. They don't ask him another question after this. So... This is a little bit different, though, because it doesn't have that, that hostile kind of quality to it. So it says one of the scribes came near, and he heard Jesus disputing other religious leaders and kind of liked what he was saying. He had said, seeing that he answered him well, so he came up to him, and he asked him, like, the question, the biggest question. He says, which is the first of all the commandments? the greatest of all the commandments. And Jesus comes back right away and says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
That is uh, known as the Shema. That is the, um, that is every, any rabbi would have answered the same way. It is the um, most sacred prayers, the most sacred prayer. Uh, every male Jew is supposed to pray it in the morning and the evening at this time. And so kind of an easy question, but kind of a big kind of a big thing. It's a central uh, thesis here. Will you excuse me? I seem to be walking on a bunch of papers right here, and it's um, disturbing me. Thank you. So, great. But then Jesus goes on, and Jesus says, um, the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And then the scribe, which is very unusual for a scribe, comes back and says, you've answered right. He's approving. You said, and then he goes on to even add more to it. Yeah, and explain the whole thing and even add on. You're right to say we should love the one God, the one true God with everything that we are and to love your neighbor as oneself. And then he even adds, this is more important than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. So Jesus then is impressed by him and says, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dares to ask him any more questions. So this seems like a really pleasant exchange with the scribe. Um, Jesus follows this up by saying, "Be right shortly after this by saying, uh, beware of the scribes and how horrible they are. And he just like goes off on them. And then he goes even crazier and goes in the temple and starts smashing things and throwing people out. So it seems like an odd, odd way to follow up this pleasant exchange with the scribe. But... If you look a little bit closer, you can see maybe that this isn't exactly straightforward as it seems. Maybe that both the scribe and Jesus are um, giving backhanded compliments, you might say. Um, so, because maybe the scribe honestly wants to know what Jesus thinks, or maybe he's just trying to challenge him. But Jesus answers, he says, tell me the greatest commandment. Jesus tells him the greatest commandment. Then Jesus adds a second one, which the scribe did not ask for. And he adds this one that is a very popular one among the rabbis, but never ever in any literature have these two commandments been placed together. Love your God, that's the greatest commandment. The second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. At this point, those two have never been put together. They're, not, they're completely separate books in the Hebrew Bible. Um, the first one is all over the place, and the second one comes uh, from Leviticus 19. So he's, it's kind of bold to add something to the Shema, this most important prayers. It's like radical for Jesus to add this to the Shema. And the one he does, too, especially to the scribes, because the scribes had a reputation of uh, putting their religious practices above anything else. Um, that they had to pray properly and follow all the rules and all the regulations. And they were interpreters of the law and had a reputation for interpreting these laws in ways that were oppressive to the people. And so Jesus adds this second commandment. He says, no, it's not all just about God and loving God. It's useless unless you also love your neighbor. It can't just be religious authority. It has to be lived out among the people. So this is a dig at the scribes. And the scribe goes on and, you know, with faint praise says, oh yes, you're, you're right, you're right. And then Jesus, at kicker at the end, says, well, 
you are not far from the kingdom of God. Basically, you are not in the kingdom of God. <laughs> you are outside the kingdom of God because you uh, do not practice loving your neighbor. That makes a little more sense to me. But the whole idea of the greatest commandment kind of got me thinking, like, it's this, what is the greatest of all these laws? I mean, is that a thing, right? Like the best law? How do you figure that out? Or the best, the top two even? I mean, there are 613 laws in the Torah. And we just know the top 10 mostly, right? It's like this top 10 list. It's like your desert island laws, you know? What, but of all these, I just, I, so I just, I mean, I just know these top 10. And so I'm trying to think, well, maybe if Jesus says these are the top two, I don't know. See, there's laws, all kinds of laws. There's laws that free us. There are laws that protect people and really, and free us. But then there are other kind of laws that oppress people. Laws that limit people's freedom. So I thought I wanted to go through and look at all 613 of these laws, just so I know at least what we're talking about here. There's 10 laws having to do with God, six about the Torah, five about signs and symbols, just four about prayers and blessings, but of clothing only gets three laws, which I don't think that seems right to me. Um, well, especially when there are 58 about sacrifices, seven about animal husbandry, 32 about judges in the judicial system. Only four about what happens when there's damage to your home. I don't know. There's uh, 26 dietary laws. 33, a big 33 about all the seasons and times. Like you shouldn't work on Yom Kippur and you should rest on the first day of Sukkot. Those kind of thing. 26 forbidden sexual um, practices. 13 business practices. There... Uh, there's all kind of specialty laws about for kings, specialty laws for Nazarites and for Levites. I mean, all these laws here, this is so far I've mentioned, there's like, uh, that's about maybe 200 of, of all these different laws, 200 telling you this and that. But then that whole other 413 are all about how you should treat your neighbor. So when you look at this, it is kind of, I mean, I think to add this here, that, that of all these 613 laws, that two-thirds of them are all about how you treat your neighbor. So to love your God and to love your neighbor, I think that Jesus truly has answered well. Because Leviticus 19 even says, you shall not render an unjust judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor or a defender of the great. With justice, you shall judge your neighbor. And you shall not go around as slander among the people. And you shall not profit from blood of your neighbor. You shall not hate in your heart any one of your kin. You shall not reprove your neighbor. You shall not incur guilt yourself. And you shall not take vengeance on your neighbor or bear grudge to any of your people. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord, your God. You know, what if there was a simple truth? What if there was a simple truth that after knowing it and embodying it and practicing it, it really could make your life beautiful, happy, loving, profoundly peaceful, passionate? I mean, I know. That's a little simplistic. So, but what if, I mean, if there was a candidate 
I think this would be a pretty good candidate for it, to love God, to, to acknowledge that there is something beyond you, just simply to acknowledge that there is something beyond you that you did not bring this all into being and you do not hold it all together. And then the second, like it, loving other people. Just simply to say that this love that is made possible by this thing beyond me, I use as my ethic for how I treat other people. I mean, there's just two categories then, right? That which is beyond me and the rest of us. You could take these two laws, love God and love your neighbor, wake up every morning for the rest of your life pondering them and trying to figure out the ramifications of them, to parse them and see how you might live them out. You could do that every day for the rest of your life and not exhaust the possibilities. It's not a bad idea.